704 right here on the Employment Hour. Yes, phone lines wide open. You know the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. A busy evening ahead. Lots of stuff to get through. Pitter patter, let's get at her, as my mom used to say. We always start, uh, Lior, we'll get into the severance pay calculator, of course, an amazing tool, but we always kick it off with the week that was. That's right, Johnny. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be back here and uh, to talk about employment law, workplace rights, and everything and anything to do with uh, work and your rights. Uh, and uh, it's very I got it, important, of course. We all need to know about that. I, I get calls every day, every uh, every day, every emails every day. Mm-hmm. So I want to share some information with our listeners, hopefully to teach you some things that you can use in your workplace. And by the way, John, to mention that we're also going to be uh, back, not just on the weekends, but on Mondays as you well. Uh, we started this past Monday, so you can always hear us Mondays, Wednesdays, and on the weekend. And uh, I always pick a couple of situations that I saw in the previous uh, previous week where I think our, our listeners can learn something interesting from those things. Both these situations I'm going to tell you about, John, fall in the, under the rubric of resignations that are not really resignations. Mm-hmm. The first situation uh, involved a lady, a very nice lady that called me, older lady, worked for a company for many, many years. Everything was going great, except about a year and a half, almost two years ago, the business was sold. And new owner came into the business. This is a small business. She was a bookkeeper. And uh, for some reason, I guess this uh, new owner took a dislike to this lady. And she tells me, uh, she's tried to treat, uh, started treating her really badly in, in a very abusive manner, uh, talk to her rudely, uh, use profanities, mm-hmm. put her down, insult her in front of others. Uh, and it got so bad to the point that she ended up leaving. She ended up resigning. She couldn't take it anymore. And this actually happened a year and a half ago. And she only called us because she, she heard the show recently. Yep. And I asked her, well, is there something that you can show me, something that, to corroborate uh, what you told me, especially since this happened a year ago, a year and a half ago? And she said, well, the only thing I have really is uh, this one email. And the one email she sent me was unbelievable. In this email, the owner berates her, says, you're lucky to have a job. I can't believe I have to carry you. Most people would throw you out on the street. This is the type of language that he was using. That was gold. And I use that, and I will be using that now to claim constructive dismissal. It's a constructive dismissal because she was faced with this abusive work relationship. This is workplace abuse and harassment. Because she doesn't have to take this poison work environment, the law treats that as a termination. She's owed full Mm -hmm. compensation. She'd been there for 20 years total. We're looking at potentially as much as two years' pay for this lady. Again, this happened a year and a half ago, and she, she didn't know that she had any, uh, any entitlements. So I was very pleased to get that call, and I'm going to work with her over the next few days and weeks to, to help her get her compensation. So remember, if you're in a workplace that's abusive, you're being harassed, you don't have to take it. Give me a call if that happens. It's not only the 20 years and the amount of severance she'll get. It's the fact that it's been a year and a half. This guy's probably forgotten. It's going to drop on him like an anvil, man. That's going to be. I want to be there. Be a fly on the wall. <laughs> no kidding. When that comes down, <laughs> no right? Kidding. Exactly. What else you got? So the second situation, very different, but really, really interesting. Um, what happened here is uh, the gentleman that called me uh, found out from his employer. The, the employer told him, "Well, a year ago, when we gave you your bonus, we miscalculated the bonus, and we overpaid you by ten thousand uh, dollars." This happened, you know, uh, last year in the bonus, and. Because of that, you know, it was our fault, but we want you to repay. So from now on, on every check, we're going to deduct $500 until the full amount is paid off. And he obviously had no idea that he was overpaid. He assumed that was the bonus that he earned. That money is long gone and spent. That was a year ago. 
And he got into a big argument with them over this. He just said, I don't want to take this pay cut. $500 a check, that's a lot of money. Uh, and, and eventually when they, they started doing that, he quit. And that's when he called me and said, well, you know, what can I do? Did I do the wrong thing by quitting? Should I have just accepted it? Did they have a right to get this money back right. from me? And what I told him is this. If you receive this money in good faith, believing that you were owed it and you didn't think you were getting away with something and you spent it in good faith, it's their mistake. They're actually not allowed to recover this money back from you. And the fact that they're now taking money away from you that they're not allowed to take, that is a constructive dismissal. They're not allowed to do that. So even though you resigned because of this, the law treats that as a termination. Therefore, you're owed full compensation. So remember, John, if an employer takes money from you that you're, they're not allowed to take, that is something they cannot do. That could be a constructive dismissal. There's legal recourse. So I think that's something our listeners should be well aware of. That's a, that's a big oversight by their, their financial department, 10000 10000 yeah. yeah. That, that's a, you know, that someone should be fired over that, but it's not this guy's fault. He acted in good faith throughout. We'll take a, a quick break. You know the phone number to give us a call. It's uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You need to get a hold of Lior even outside of the show hours. That is 1-855-821-5900. The employment hour just getting revved up right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. It is 713. Yeah, phone lines are wide open, ready to take your calls, questions. Bring them on. Lior is here to answer them right up until 8 o'clock tonight. Let's get into the severance pay calculator. Love this tool, right? Yeah, John, you know, you lost your job. You have questions. You have concerns. It's a difficult, difficult time. You were worried about how to pay the bills, how to pay the mortgage. You're not going to have your salary coming in. And, and, you know, it's a very, very uh, uh, stressful situation. And remember, the law provides for compensation. You're allowed to be compensated by your employer if you lost your job. That's what severance is for. And you need to make sure that you get the right amount because if you don't get the right amount, the money's going to run out. You're not going to have another job. And then what? So how do you know if it's the right amount? Well, there's several ways. You can always call me, no problem. Or you can always go to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out how much you're owed, input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and it's going to tell you right there how many weeks or months pay your owed. So that way you know if you've been offered something, is it adequate? Is it enough? Am I owed more? Mm-hmm. You have to have that information. This is money you're legally owed. Can you imagine, John, You know, if I told you you're, you're owed $50,000 uh, and you didn't know and you accepted $5,000? Yeah, I mean, th- that would kill you. I mean, that's money your family needs. That's what the severance calculator is there for, severancepaycalculator.com. Well, you mentioned the 50000 and the 5000 Why the big discrepancy? Well, the big discrepancy is, number one, a lot of people don't know what they're owed, and a lot of employers count on that, uh, and, and they assume that they can pay pennies on the dollars, and most of them get away with it. A lot of employers themselves may, may not realize how much they owe an employee, and because of that, over 90% of the people that come to me with their severance offers, those people have offers that are completely inadequate. And when I say inadequate, I'm not talking about, well, you know, you were offered 50000 and you should have been offered 55000 I'm talking about you were offered 50000 and you should have been offered 125000 So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Very important for everyone to understand. And the severance calculator, good tool, severancepaycalculator.com. And again, to reiterate, people always go to the ministry or they believe what their buddies told them, oh, yeah, a week per year, two weeks per year is normal. That's standard is what you get, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, 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 sometimes I, I troll some uh, message boards online where – you know, people give advice to others, and it always just boggles my mind 
that people would go to message boards, you know, uh, dealing with hockey or, or music <laughs> to get advice on their legal entitlements. Don't do that, yeah, please. Right. That's why we're here. You know, this is a, a legal talk show. We're here to tell you the real truth. So come listen to us. Go to the Severance Calculator. Get real advice. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Cell. Got uh, Dan in Newmarket. Good evening, Dan. What is happening? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. No uh, worries. Actually, my wife, my wife and I have been listening to your show for a bit. Uh, as I told you, your, your producer, she's been working for a very large, well-known IT company now for almost 17 years. And she's been basically uh, not formally notified, but, but kind of informally notified that her job will be eliminated. And we're going to provide her six months working notice and probably one month of um, uh, financial compensation as her as her severance package. Is this something that's, that's normal? So then let me ask you some questions. How long has your wife uh, worked there? So it's just coming up to 17 years. 17 years. Wow. Mm. And what, what, what does she do there generally? Uh, what kind of a job? Uh, she's uh, like an administrator. She's a, she reviews um, contracts, legal documents, contracts okay. for service work and, and, and the sale of products. And how old is your wife then? She has just turned 57. Okay. So she's owed right around 18 months of either notice or compensation. Well, what does that mean? That means that if they're giving her six months notice of termination, that six months counts towards her entitlement. So if 18 months is the right number, six months counts towards that, which, which means at the end of the six-month period, they still owe her another 12 months, another one year's pay. And what you're telling me, I guess if I'm understood correctly, that they said at the end of the six months, they're going to give her another one month's pay. So really what they're saying is the total package, the total arrangement is going to be for seven months, six plus one. That is a wrongful dismissal with the cherry on top. It's that far off. They owe her uh, double, more than double, two and a half times that. So no matter what, uh, Dan, she should not sign or agree to anything. There's another year's pay that she's owed. She needs to give me a call, obviously, as soon as possible. Uh, I'm glad you made this call. She's no owed 18 months compensation, Dan. Well, I, I appreciate it. You know, nothing formally has been announced. These layouts go every six months. Right. And, and she's pretty much been told that you know, her position is going to be the, the next go-around come the new year. Has she been laid so, off before? No. Okay. Never. Never. So whenever whenever she gets a notification, you know, and who knows, maybe it won't happen. But if and when she does, have her give me a call. At this point, obviously, she should continue doing her job. There's no reason to give them any uh, excuse to, to find something on her. Just do her job to the best of her ability. And when they give her notice tomorrow, next month, next year, have her give me a call. And remember that 18 months is what she's owed. You bet. That number, uh, by the way, one 821 5900 1-855-821-5900. 5,900 lines are open. You want to give us a call. We'll get into this just before you go to break. We'll start touching on this one. That is the biggest mistakes that employers make. Um, I'll hit you with this one first, pal. Don't uh, properly deal with workplace harassment issues. Yeah, that's a big one. And, John, we're going to talk now and and, and coming up, uh, uh, mistakes that employers make. And, and, you know, these are things that employers really should know better. And by making those mistakes, employers uh, put liability on themselves. Other than making their employees' lives potentially miserable, uh, they create this liability. So we're trying to, you know, talk about these things so to try to correct employer behavior, which would be better for the employer and the employee. Mm-hmm. And as you said, don't properly deal with, with issues deal, uh, with harassment. And that's important because an employer has a, a legal duty, a, a strict, proactive duty 
to deal with harassment, to investigate harassment, and to try to eliminate it from the workplace. So if you're an employer and you're notified that an employee is being harassed, or you found out about it in any uh, which way, you have to do something about it. You can't ignore it. You can't say, well, that's not my problem because it is. The law makes it your problem. You have to investigate that. You have to talk to the parties involved. In some situations, you may even have to bring an outside investigator if that's the proper way. And then depending on the results of the investigations, you have to take measures to remedy this, the problem, whether it be disciplinary measures, whether it be separating people, providing training, what have you. And if you don't do that, if you just ignore it, then what happens then? You may have employees that may be uh, considering that as a constructive dismissal and being harassed. My employer is doing nothing about it. There could be human rights issues depending on the type of harassment. You may have employees that go off on a disability leave because the harassment is so bad that they now cannot continue That's working. Bad. It's a very, very bad situation. And employers often do that. They think it's easier to just ignore the problem. Well, guess what? The problem does not go away if you ignore it. You have to do something about it. Your call's uh, standing by. You want to give us one, 416-870-6400, star 640 on the uh, cell. That's the number to call through the show. The Employment Hour continues right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, this is the hour you want to get your calls in about employment and severance and your job or lack thereof. Waiting to hear from you. got uh, Angela and Whippy. Ang- uh, Angela, thanks for hanging through the break. Uh, what's your concern? My concern is I worked with a company for 10 years. I got fired off the job, and I have not gotten my pension nor severance pay from them. Now, Angela, were you part of a union? Yes, sir. Okay. So you absolutely have to take this uh, to the union as soon as possible. Uh, it's If you're part of a union, the issue is not just severance. The issue is why did you lose your job because the employer – uh, is not allowed to let you go if you're part of a union unless there's just cause. Mm-hmm. So you should speak with the union, uh, have them uh, deal with that. They may have to bring an arbitration. Uh, and obviously your pension, you can't lose your pension. The money that's in your pension plan is yours. You may be able to transfer it to an RSP or another registered account. You should get financial advice for that. But if you're part of a union, as you know, John, the only one that can help a unionized employee is the union, and different rules apply when it comes to compensation and severance for unionized employees. Which is why you're saying, you know, not give me a call after the show because you can't do anything. No, unfortunately I cannot, not because I don't want to. I'd love to. I just cannot help unionized employees. No lawyer can. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Chuck in Oakville, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Um, I'm calling for my son's mother. Um, She got a job as a superintendent, Uh, so there was two of them, her and another male that uh, uh, took over the role. Part of the package was they had a three-bedroom apartment. They are not in a relationship. They just shared the, the dwelling. Um, he got fired for failure to perform his duties, take out the garbage and maintain in the hallways. Um, as part of that, they terminated her as well because they said they couldn't find one more person that would be willing to move into the apartment with her, and they weren't going to give a second unit up. Right. So they gave, she was there about four and a half months. They gave her three weeks uh, notice and set with pay and gave her three weeks to vacate the apartment that was provided. Yeah, so you know it's a very unfortunate situation, obviously, because it's it's tough to vacate an apartment that quickly. You're not going to find a place to live uh, that that quickly, obviously. And you know, as as unfair as the situation it is, is, and obviously it's very unfair. They are allowed to let her go as long as they pay her w- what they owe her. So she's been there for four and a half years. How old is she? Four and a half months. I'm sorry. How old is she? Yeah, uh, fifty-three. 
So she probably would have been owed right around three months uh, compensation is what I would assess her at. Uh, and Or uh, three months compensation as well as the apartment for three months because that's part of her compensation. They hmm. gave her three weeks. So obviously she's owed more. Uh, we, we can't take the clock back. We can't give the apartment for her back, but we may be able to get her compensation for the value of the apartment. Let's say the apartment is valued as $1,000 a month as an example. So we could get her that. So she should give me a call, of course, unless she signed something already with them. And uh, I, I can certainly help her. And there's an important lesson there, uh, Chuck, for, for you, for everyone, all our listeners, that short service employees doesn't mean you know you don't get severance or you get little severance. In fact, she's only worked there for four months, and she's going to be owed three months severance. Right. So have her give me a call. I'll be able to help her and get her the compensation that she's owed. Obviously, a very difficult situation. I'll have her call you tomorrow morning. Yeah, her, they said her work was you know, definitely It's just that they couldn't get a single person for the job. So they I had understand. to let her go with the package. And, and like yeah. I said, I can't argue with letting her go. It is what it no, is. It's a matter of the yeah, compensation that they owe her. <laughs> Yeah, right. you're you're more worried about being on the back end now, taking care of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. get that compensation because now you're, you're literally on the street. I guess you yeah. you lost your, your your home, so you have to get that compensation. Chuck, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Got uh, Joe in North York. Good evening, Joe. What is going on? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Good. What's happening? A couple of general questions for you. Um, how much is the if you company hires you, can they let you go after 90 days without compensation? And secondly, about a dozen years ago, I started a job as a receiver. Now, before I started the job, they had me sign some paperwork saying that I would not trash them on the social networks like Facebook and I guess someone else, one of their ex-employees had did that. Can they make me sign that even though I did sign it? Can they force me to sign right. that agreement? Okay, so let's start with the, the, the 90 days uh, probation. The only way an employer can let someone go in the first 90 days without compensation is if the employee signed an employment agreement that specifically says that. So okay. if you sign an agreement that says, we can let you go in the first three months without paying you anything, if those are the words, then yes, they can do that. If you did not sign something that says that, that even in the first 90 days, if you are let go, you are owed severance, and in fact, after 90 days, depending on your age and position, you could be owed a few months' pay, a few months' severance. So 90 days only, only if you signed an employment agreement. Does that answer that first question? Yes, thank you. Now, with respect to the second question, yeah, with respect to kind of trashing the company, here's the thing. They don't need you to really to sign something to say that you won't trash them on social media because if you do... Uh, irrespective of what you sign, they can take legal action against you for defamation. So right. that's really the best answer. It, 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 there's no, they're not getting any new rights by making you sign something. So my best advice is just, you know, don't, I, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't trash anyone on social media or otherwise you don't want to get yeah. involved in a legal dispute. Uh, and if your employer does want you to sign a document, an agreement, and you're not sure if it's enforceable, if it's a good idea to sign, Give me a call. Let me take a look at it, and I can tell you whether that's a problem for you or not. Always a good plan. one 821 5900 is that number to get a hold of Lior. The lines are open, ready to take more of your calls here halfway through the show. So give us a call. 870-6400-STAR-640 on cell is that number. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. 734 on your Wednesday evening. Yeah, taking your calls. Got them until 8 o'clock. And lots of time to chat with you. Whatever's on your mind as it comes to severance and your job or otherwise. Chris and Mrs. Saga, how are you tonight? 
I'm not bad, and yourself? Good, Chris. What's going on? Leor's here. Okay, well, um, I was uh, terminated with cause um, on July the 4th. Um, um, I get paid. I was uh, in a sales position, so I get paid a, a yearly salary um, that's paid every two weeks, and then I got a 2% commission on my sales, which was paid quarterly. Um, so when I was let go, um, they, they asked, well, they, they told me that I had to wait till the next pay period for commission, which would have been August 1st. Um, they actually held my check another three weeks um, because they said that they were trying to collect the money. So, you know what, I, I left that alone. But when I was terminated, uh, I was terminated with cause. Um, and I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, arguing that point. But what I want to know is... For one, when I first started there, they held my first two weeks, just like all employers do. Like, I've never worked at a place where you start on the Monday and you get paid on the Thursday. You know what I mean? Like, they always hold your first week or two weeks, uh, depending on the pay period. Now, when I was let go um, on July the 4th, I was able to pick up my final pay on July the 9th. And what that was, was that was just for the one week I had worked prior to July the 4th. And then it was three hours for coming in on the Monday to get fired. And then it was my two or three day vacation pay that I had left. Now, again, uh, I pretty much bugged them. I didn't bug them. I was just on the phone with them uh, persistently to say, well, where's my, where's my commission? Where's my commission? I've got, uh, you know, a wife and three kids at home, right? Um, um they pretty much said, oh, well, we're waiting, we're waiting, we have to collect, and which I know is a bunch of uh, BS because uh, they, they're a big enough company where they had the money to pay me. They were just uh, stringing me along. Now, after I got my last commission check, it was only for February, March, and April. Now, I was let go July the 4th, so how do I go about getting my commission for May and June? Right. Well, you know, someone needs to give them a bit of a, a kick in the pants, uh, Chris, right. and and you know because they, they they'll they're ignoring you or or they're just being uh, very uh, you know, too relaxed about it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So you know what I've done in many of these situations is I would I, I've written the company a letter on behalf of the employee saying I've been retained. Here's what you owe them. You have to pay it now, or we'll have to take legal action against you. And that works pretty much you know nine and a half out of ten times. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would recommend that, that we do here. Uh, you just got to give them that push, that kick in the pants to show them that you're serious. If you've right. tried to do it, if they haven't responded to you in the way that they should, have me do it. it, it it's, a, it's a quick letter, and hopefully you can get paid quickly. And we may also want to chat you know, off air about the cause allegation. I don't know what you did, but it's quite possible that whatever it is that you did doesn't quite rise to the level of cost, so you may actually be owed severance. Let's talk about that out there, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you. All right, Chris, at number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Robin in Toronto. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Excellent. What's going on? Uh, I've been working for a company for three and a half years. Uh, yesterday, somebody came up from the U.S. to tell me that the scope of the job is going to be changing. Um, and they basically told myself and one other person who does what I do in eastern Ontario, um, they basically said that we're going from a certain number of stores that we're looking after to a higher number of stores. There won't be a pay increase and that I have to let them know by September 20th. And if I don't want to take this new 
position, so to speak, or new responsibilities. And I'm giving you the very gist of it. I mean, they changed the title. Um, and uh, if I don't want to take it, then I have to let them know by such date, and then they'll tell me what the severance is. Okay. So they're not prepared to tell me what the severance offer is hmm. before. This is a U.S. office, that a U.S. HR office that was on the phone telling me in conjunction with the person who runs this business in Canada, sure. this particular arm of business. It's a very, very large company. Uh, you know, we're talking about almost 40,000 employees. So uh, I was just wondering, are the laws in Canada different where the severance package should be offered or showed to me so I have the choice to make when I well, it, weigh my options? Right. Well, it's a question of whether or not they're obliged to give you severance to begin with if you decide not to accept. And the answer to that is they're obliged to give you severance as long as the the offer the, the the new position is different significantly different from the one you currently have and i mean in terms of responsibility in terms of prestige compensation etc so i would need to 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 understand more whether this is enough of a change to to rise to the level of requiring them to pay severance because if if they're required to pay severance it doesn't matter what they want to pay or what they intend to pay the law takes care of that. Canadian the law. law dictates. Yeah, Canadian Ontario law dictates what they have to pay you. So I don't really care what they want to do. On the other hand, if this is such a situation where they're not required to pay severance, then really at the end of the day, it's what, if they want to offer you something, it's almost out of the goodness of their heart. So uh-huh. we need to have a bit of a more involved discussion so I can find out exactly the types of changes that they're implementing. And if it does something, you know, rise to what we call a constructive dismissal, We'll go through an analysis based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and I'll tell you exactly how much you're owed, and then you know, and whatever they actually want to pay you doesn't matter, because if they don't pay you what you owe you, we have the laws protecting you, we have the laws dictating that. So we we do need to have a discussion that's a bit longer than what we can do on the air now. Uh, So uh, give me a call off air or email me and we'll talk. Robin, that number, 1-855-821-5900. Please use it. We'll get to to one more here before we take a quick break. Uh, Steve in Thornhill, good evening. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Steve. What is happening? Uh, Listen, I've been working at this company for two and a half years. I recently went on short-term disability due to an injury in my lower back. And uh, they had just recently terminated me for my injury. Wow. And, and uh, did, did they tell you that that's why they're letting you go? Yeah. What, what did they say specifically? Uh, they're just like, since you're unable to return to your normal duties, unfortunately, we have to let you go at this time. Now, were you trying to get back to work when that happened? Uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm trying to get back to work, but... Uh, See, my doctors and the chiropractor wanted me to go on long-term, right? And I told them that, and then when, when I told them that, they, uh, they just immediately terminated me on the spot. Yeah, they cannot do that. Now, have they offered you any severance? No. Wow. So not only have you been wrongfully dismissed, they've also violated the Human Rights Code. So you're, you're, you're in a situation where they've really, really, really screwed up on, on every front. You know, the most basic things that they could do wrong, they did wrong. So you have to give me a call. You're owed severance. And how many years were you there, sorry, Steve? Two and a half years. So you're probably looking at, you know, four months severance potentially and also human rights damages. I would want to get a bit more information. 
give me a call. The good news is because they've screwed up so badly, this actually is going to be fairly easy to resolve. So I look forward to speaking to you. Yeah, definitely an important call that you just made. That's a dumb employer with a cherry really on top. <laughs> we'll take a uh, we'll take a quick break. In the meantime, you know the number four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Don't be laughing. That is crazy. My employers do that. Your calls are coming right up. Let me just ask you this, pal, because I know we had a couple calls and uh, we've taken them and and let them go because I had a simple question. Uh, we know you can't represent unions. Why can't you? Yeah, I can't represent union because by law, the only one that's allowed to represent a unionized employee is the union. There, there's the representative of the employee. No one else can do it because it's not the employee that has the relationship with the employer. It's the union. Right. So the union is the only one allowed. There's no exceptions to that. I get calls, emails every single day from unionized employees asking for my help, and I wish I could help them. I cannot. The only one that can help you is the union. There's really no exceptions to that. Even if the union refuses to help you, you're kind of stuck, okay? So that's the unfortunate thing for unionized employees. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Danielle, good evening. How are you? Hi, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Hi. So I'm working for an employer right now as a logistics assistant. So I'm basically dealing with packing slips, vendors, and buyers. So that's my main job. That's what I was hired for. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no receptionist. So they're also making me do all the receptionist work. So answering the head office phones, like dealing with guests, taking care of stuff in the office. And people are always asking me questions because they think I'm the receptionist. So I want to know, um, what can I do? Because this is not right. I'm getting paid one salary, and my manager still has demands on me for the first job. And I've talked with him about this many times. And how long have you been doing, sorry, Danielle, how long have you been doing both jobs? Um, So I've been there for a year now, and I've been doing that for eight months. So for eight of the of the one year, you, you've been made to do both jobs. And, and here's the, the unfortunate part of it. If if you were working there for a year and they just came to you now and they said, no, no, we, we're going to have you do all this, so this job, you were able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not my job. And and if they insist, you could treat that as a constructive dismissal and have, it gives you rights. The problem you're facing is because you've now been doing this for eight months out of the 12 that you've been working there. Whether or not you wanted to, you're actually deemed to have accepted this new revised role where you're also doing reception duties. And I know that's not what you wanted. That You were obviously trying to be a team player. But because you did that, because it's been now eight months, that's a substantial period of time, you've accepted it. So you can talk to them. You can ask them. You can you know, even try to put your foot down. But ultimately, if they refuse, if they say, no, we're not going to change, this is the way it is, the law doesn't provide a solution here because you know you've waited as long as you have. Does that does that make sense? It does, but I have brought it up with them like I'd say two months after the person that was doing this position left. Yeah. And all they say is that their hands are tied and they can't hire. And, and you know, right now. you probably would have had maybe you know six eight weeks. Uh, after this happened to to kind of try it out, and if they refused to go back, you could have done something about it from a legal standpoint. By now, because it's been you know, eight months out of twelve, it's a long period of time. You, you, you're not the law doesn't provide a solution here. I, I certainly think you should talk to them. I certainly think you should explain your position and and you know explain why that's unfair because uh, you're right. But because it's been so long, there's no legal solution here, and, and that's a very important message and lesson to, for our listeners. If your employer changes the terms of your employment, you can do something about it. You absolutely can, and you should, 
but you have a small window only. If you continue working with the new terms for a lengthy period of time, like Danielle has, you're deemed to have agreed and accepted it, and by then you can't do anything. It becomes like an implied term of the contract, right? It does. It does. Yeah. You've accepted it. You've given the employer the right now to do it, and potentially now they can do it again. So if you're faced with that situation, if something has changed, you need to and you should do something about it right away. But you can't take it out for a bit of a spin, see if it works, and then turn around and say, you know, after a couple of weeks, no, this, this isn't happening. Right. right, just like a new car. Take yeah. it out for a spin. Right? <laughs> That's you right. You, you, you actually should. You should try it, You can, but there's a small window. You're usually a few weeks, and that's it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get you in out of the wire here. Is it Sonu? Yeah, oh. How you doing, pal? What's up? Uh, not too much. I just uh, want to call on behalf of my friend. Uh, he's been working uh, uh, security for about uh, 20 years. Uh, and the last time he actually got a pay raise was 10 years ago at this company. Uh, but the funny thing is, is there's, the, there's new hires in the company of the exact same title and position, and they may start with 15 cents or 50 cents more than an hour than he does. Yeah, no, and that's that's a, you know not a good uh, thing for the employer to do. But you know, again, from a legal standpoint, an employer is not legally required to give a raise unless there's an employment agreement saying you're going to give me a raise. So as long as an employee makes more than or at least as much as minimum wage, an employer does not have to raise the salary if there's no employment agreement. And you know, it, just because someone else may be hired at a different salary, you know, he can negotiate. He can go back to them and make demands. But the law doesn't say, well, you didn't give him a raise, you have to give him a raise. That's something that's up to the employer and the employee to agree to. Uh, and the only thing the law requires is that you comply with the terms of an employment agreement and that you get paid at least minimum wage. So okay. in this case, he probably can go back and negotiate and try negotiating, but he can't take legal action against them if they refuse to give him a raise. Okay. Um, what because I, I, I used to work for this company, too, and I remember there was actually part of the agreement where every so often you would get a standard raise. It would be like 10 or 15 cents uh, every, I think it was about every year. Um, if that's actually an agreement, could he go back to the company and, like, get back pay for all those times and all those hours that he, you know, where he should have been being paid more an hour? Well, if, if, he, if there's an agreement, a written agreement that he signed, that talks about or that says that you have to give a raise and they didn't, then yes, he, he is actually entitled to, to more compensation. He can go back a period of time to get that additional compensation, but there would have to be a written agreement in writing uh, that, that's very clear on the raise. And if that, that's the case, he should give me a call. I'd like to see that agreement myself and I could then help him. That number, guys, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. More of the employment hour coming right up here. Talk radio, AM six forty, and we'll bounce uh, right to the phone to get uh, get into it before the top of the hour here. Edith, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, we sure can. Go ahead. Okay, my granddaughter's fiance was working briefly, I guess for about six, seven months now, for a chicken wing place up in Innisfil, CJ Coops. And uh, he got a job at a construction company where he goes to Kingston. So he's owed uh, at least a week's pay for his last week there. And now his employer is saying that he owes long-distance charges and that he won't uh, $25, and he won't give him his paycheck until the $25 is paid. So uh, my, my granddaughter's fiancé, Tyler, decided that, well, if you could just take it off the check. Well, the employer won't do that, 
he cut off all communication, mm-hmm. and um, all all they want to do is get uh, his last paycheck. They have a baby that's um, was born in so February. Edith, the, the the solution here is simple. This is one of the few things that actually the Ministry of Labor can help with to get the last pay. So I would recommend that uh, your uh, your son-in-law file or your 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 granddaughter's husband file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. They can help him recover the wages. Uh, they're, they're actually not allowed to deduct that money. Anyway, the $25, you should do that. Remember, uh, John, for our listeners, Ministry of Labor cannot help you if you lost your job with severance no. or compensation. But if there's money owed to you, uh, unpaid wages, such as with uh, uh, Edith's, uh, Edith's uh, family member, you can contact the Ministry of Labor and file a complaint. Until next time, we're going to wind it down here. I should uh, remind you of a couple numbers and some contact for Lior if you didn't get through tonight. It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. That is the email. And the number anytime is 1-855-821-5900. Until next time, this has been the Employment Hour on Mondays nights now as well at 7 o'clock right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.